0: You are looking live at the DeVos Fieldhouse. And no, the game is not underway. But we got a JV game underway. Is the appetite, the appetizer, I guess I should say, to what will be the 200th meeting of Calvin and Hope in men's basketball. One of the greatest rivalries in all of college basketball takes place this afternoon. And a unique opportunity also because Pat Coleman and I are live as well here courtside. With Hoopsville. Thank you for uh, tuning in. We hope you uh, will enjoy that. Well, that didn't work. Well, one thing out of the way already as we get un- underway. We are Hoopsville Courtside live at the DeVos Center for Hope Calvin 200, the rivalry into its second century, Pat. Yeah. And uh, listen, there's a lot of rivalries who have a lot of other numbers. Uh, I was reminded Illinois Wesleyan Milliken is at 238. But this dates back to the same time that UNC Duke started, and it's just as fierce as that rivalry, if maybe not more.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really good analog, Dave. This is a, a rivalry that has uh, that started in 1920. It is between two schools that are about 30 miles apart yeah. here in Western Michigan. They are separated by uh, 150, now maybe 170 years of religious tradition. <laughs> just a, I, I don't pretend to know the differences. No. I just know there was a split, and that they just. When we started doing d3hoops.com back in 1997-98, one of the first things that I did was I attended a Hope Calvin watch party back when you had those. to stream it by satellites, you know, and you sure. got the, the U-band uplink or whatever. So we're in some bar in Arlington, Virginia with a That's bunch of awesome. Hope fans and a bunch of Calvin fans, and I interviewed a few of each, and everything that I heard from both sides said this is holy war.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, to lack of a better description, yeah. Um, There are still watch parties to this day. Uh, This game will be uh, streamed. Uh, It will also be on live television in the area. Uh, The media takes this seriously. Even the Detroit paper writes about it. It's not just a, oh, isn't it cute? This is a really tough game. And while the teams are not, pad having their uh, maybe prototypical seasons would be the best way to describe it. I mean, many thought Hope would be a top 25 team this year. Um, doesn't it doesn't matter. mean it's going to
1: take anything away
0: from no. this atmosphere and, and, and what's going to happen here on the floor.
1: No, it doesn't really. You know, you could be uh, – Is this is one of those rivalries where it doesn't matter what the teams are coming in. You're going to get uh, an all-out brawl. It's going to come down to the final bucket. You know, There were times where uh, now the average, like the total points between the two teams over the course of the previous 199 meetings is like 60 points apart. But at one point in the course of the last 20 years, it was like one or two points apart. Yeah. That is how competitive these games have been, and you never should expect anything differently when uh, Calvin and Hope take the floor together.
0: No, it's really about 100 points. And and to, to the fact,
1: Calvin actually won the
0: last meeting right. at their place in Grand Rapids, which kind of went uh, totally against what everybody expected again thinking hope was going to be one of these top 25 teams this year it goes to show you that this rivalry can really go in any direction and there's no guarantees whatsoever because uh, again it's a rivalry um hope and calvin the other thing that's unique about them is you know it, they're similar to amherst williams yep in a sense that the split yeah. has some history about yes. the original score yes the fact that they're close yep um, they can't seem to get away from each other right. in, in any way, shape, or form. They're in the same conference. They play each other multiple times. They also used to They'll run into each other in the NCAA tournament. They'll run into each other in other locations. Heck, we saw Amherst Williams women's basketball on this floor back in 2013. That's true. So, that's what drives this rivalry to some degree. It's not just that they play each other every year.
1: Yeah, but remember the year when Hope and Calvin played each other five times. Yes, they played twice in the miWA regular season, right. MIAA tournament. They played in a in a uh, non-conference tournament that's held here in November, and then of course in the NCA tournament yeah. as well. they that finally is,
0: decided that early season thing. We need to make that a classic.
1: Yeah, no, go figure, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. By the way, um, this is. Go, uh, oh, yeah. Look we look we have this. Hope cookies.
0: I uh, didn't see the Calvin ones because obviously we're here in hope but um you can tell yeah i I figured I had to get that it it may not survive the end of the show but we they even got logoed cookies and then you saw cars parked next to you I actually <laughs> thought that was a little yeah. strange that a hope and Calvin car would actually be allowed to be close to
1: each other <laughs> well it is it is like that and it, um it is you know it's we you see and we have seen you know groups of fans from Hope and Calvin who you know, they're kind of drawing at each other yeah. on the message board on d3boards.com. Kind of. In real life, you know, they're Friends. they're just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They hang out together. We've uh, seen them. You know, we, we've run into them uh, in other places. It is just uh, it's a fantastic rivalry, and I'm super glad. that I know this is your first time. Yeah. This is my first time since 2005. Uh, I was at the final Hope Calvin game in the Holland Civic Center. I called it with our friend Jared Rosenbaum. Oh, yes, we, I remember that. We broadcast that game. From the bleachers in the old (laughs) Holland Civic Center, which is this, it's about uh, 14 blocks down the road that way. It is, uh, you know, it's this great venue that if it weren't A, small in terms of seating, and B, only 90 feet long instead of 94. Yeah, kind of frowned upon that. They might still be playing there today, although now, 14 years later, that JV game is going pretty well. Yeah,
0: by the way, nine gyms total used in this rivalry over the years, and I use that term gyms loosely. Uh, there was one really big arena once
1: but does that include yeah and does that include the game at aurora in the 2000? Uh, or whatever? i think it might
0: have to check so here's a couple things we got up ahead of us uh we're going to be joined by alan babbitt he's a sports information director for hope also a p- former sports writer in this area he knows the history probably better than anybody we'll talk to him about the history and the robbery and all that and the fact that they created an all-time starting lineup can you imagine this robbery Narrowed down to just five guys on either side. He and Jeff Phoebus did that. I couldn't imagine it. We'll talk to him about what went into that. We'll then talk to two of the, of the folks on that five group from Hope. Uh, they include uh, Dwayne Bosma and Joel Holsteg. And from Calvin, we'll talk to Steve Hundred and Mike, Mikey Phelps. And then we'll go to an interesting story What's in a name? A mother who is a hero here at Hope named her son Calvin. We'll leave it at that and hopefully talk to her about it as well. We'll take a break when we come back with more Hoopsville Courtside live from Calvin Hope the Rivalry. Back with more after this.
2: My name is Marcus Walker. I was All-State, won a state championship, a high school All-American, and played college and pro ball. I played because I love the game. I grind to be the best. I sweat because I put in work. I'm strong because I believe. When I want to bring it before game time, I come to the house that college basketball built, the CBE. No matter your skill, take it to another level. Elevate your game right here at the College Basketball Experience at Sprint Center.
3: I did receive a non-athletic scholarship upon entering uh, school.
4: I got the presidential scholarship, which was huge for me.
1: I think there's more opportunities for academic scholarships in Division three.
5: I didn't receive academic scholarships. Just being involved on campus, being a leader, all those things combined kind of get me recognized. It's a great experience for me.
1: Big shots. Big dunks. This trophy is not given. It must be earned. The
4: 2019 NCAA Division III Men's Basketball Championship, March 15th and
1: 16th at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum Arena in Fort Wayne. With his third triple. Visit
4: NCAA.com slash tickets and secure your seats today. It's on us to stop sexual assault. In any way that we can.
0: Welcome back, folks. I'm Dave McHugh. Pat Coleman now joined by Sports Information Director Alan Babbitt here at the Calvin Hope The Rivalry, Game 200 here at the DeVos Center. And, sir, first and foremost, thanks for joining us. Need to do a little business. If you want to tweet us, Pat is at D3 Hoops. I'm at D3 Hoopsville, though admittedly won't be checking that as much during the uh, this moment, but we'll do it during the game. Uh, of course, hashtag The Rivalry and hashtag D3 hoops on your Twitter account. Um, we were saying uh, in your tease a little bit, you, not only are you the sports information director here, of course, five years ago when you were here, you were still a sports writer in this area. You you kind of know the rivalry just
6: a wee bit. I, I've seen some shots, some memorable finishes, some heartbreaking uh, uh, losses for Hope, some, heart, uh, some uplifting wins. It's just an incredible to have a front row seat for as long as I had. Is, I feel pretty fortunate. It's just it's an incredi- it's incredible theater, year in and year out, and that just it just adds to the the many layers that make the rivalry just so special. How
0: many of the 200 have you been here for?
6: <laughs> oh boy, let me uh, rough count probably 198. Yeah, no, fr- probably close, getting close to 50. I would imagine wow. much my much like my age. Uh, I was all five there for all five when they played five times. We mentioned that earlier. Um, yeah. You know, and and that and saw that incredible. So it's just. Uh, it's just it's just fun year in and year out no matter what. It's there's a great story and you know whether I was a newspaper writer and now in public relations, it's always fun. Better when you have a story to tell. That's and this true. This one tells story after story.
1: You have this uh, in this game. You've uh, come up with the top five players in the rivalry all time from Hope and uh, and Jeff Phoebus over at Calvin with the top five from Calvin. How did you whittle down <laughs> seriously
6: 199 games worth? to these well, five we, you just throw numbers in a hat and then you go but <laughs> I,
0: I, that was what i would have ultimately done myself yeah
6: no it really the for me on my end i the litmus test you started was i mean four of the five that are on that list are multiple mi double so wow. you start there and then you add in the academic all american honor i mean all american honors d3 hoops all american honors um and you start to cut down the list um and we really had a core group in the 90s where that took yeah. our program yeah. up to the next level. Didn't get over quite over the hump, but still two national runner-up finishes. And then it's like trying to find somebody out there. That's where the difficult part was. And the gentleman we found, Ray Ritzma, from back in the 60s, still holds two of the top three single rebounding efforts. That's and he had insane. 28 rebounds in a game. Uh, and against Wheaton College, in the first half, he got a tooth knocked out. Came back in and put in a double double, so I'm like, okay, you're tough enough to play yeah. in a Hope Calvin uh, rivalry Start and
0: there and everybody else and, and, You
6: know, and Jeff too. I mean, there's just so many great. I watched. I had front row seats with Aaron Winkle hit a 35 shot foot shot at Knollcrest yep. uh, to send the game in overtime. That yep. Calvin went on to win, and you know, I mean, he, he we joked earlier. People are going to go back after the game and say. Those guys were full of crap. This guy should have been uh, starting <laughs> oh, five, but that's and that's the fun. Well, yeah, I can still almost, year.
1: I can still almost recite that entire highlight from when Winkle hit it off glass to send that game oh, to overtime. He,
6: I mean, he it, it was slow motion right in front of me, and I just went, "Oh boy!" <laughs> you know, he was an incredible, and that's another part. Just the talent that's been able to come here has been fun to watch. The landscape has changed with the growth of NAI in Division Two, particularly in the state of Michigan. But there's some still really good talent and some really good teams. And, you know, uh, it's going to, even though this year the league, MIAA is more balanced uh, and Hope and Calvin yeah. are fighting, trying to get a home court game in the MIAA tournament, you're still going to be see some tremendous uh, talent on this basketball
1: court. Show us what the uh, arena looks like right oh, now, yeah, Dave. We should We're do that. still here uh, now 45 minutes before game time. Things are filling up. There was a JV game here earlier. What's it like to have, you know, this the what, the premier event in Division three basketball in your backyard. You know, I,
6: I got really excited when I saw that the way the schedule was going to work. When we didn't play in the MIAA tournament last year, <laughs> that the two hundred game was going to be here, yeah. and it was going to be on a Saturday. Right. Um, just Saturdays here are just special. We're fortunate, you know, just year after year having the mo- drawing the most fans. Even our women. Um, Outdrew every other Division Three men's team in terms of home attendance last year. Wow. The support here—it's uh, just a perfect formula, and it's an event. People want to come here; they want to be able to go out to Russ's afterward and have an ice cream or the New Holland Brewery, or any of that stuff. I like that second. Just thought. save us, save us two seats. Say we'll get two seats. <laughs> if you're and watching
0: us in New Holland, <laughs> and the,
6: and you know what, first thing that's going to come up at church tomorrow is going to be this game, and <laughs> someone—it's—I've heard it's been mentioned in the pulpit. Yeah. um so it, it's just a, a never-ending and that leads to not only incredible
1: rivalry but the big part is we just have great fans yeah. that's one thing the tommy johnny game has that does get sure. mentioned at the pulpit but uh, yeah i've asked too many questions i don't want to dominate your show no it's <laughs> totally fine
0: uh i mean i got two historians here essentially um you're you maybe you've already mentioned this favorite memory from this rivalry
6: oh boy that's that's a good one I, I just, and we are limited on time yeah and we could be on <laughs> I, and I go back an unusual one i mean the atmospheres here are incredible that game in aurora illinois yeah to have an ncaa division second round game and then hope to come on to win that one uh, that one always sticks to me because where else do you see hope calvin other than hope and calvin and that was sure. full right i mean <laughs> i've
1: been in that i've been in that gym it's a reasonable size
6: it's a re- and uh, the fan base has flocked down to that game and it, you know when it comes to hope calvin it could be tiddlywinks it could be <laughs> euchre what it is it's so true it doesn't matter the sport it's just everything they love and the women's rivalry has grown to the point now since calvin and hope calvin leads the women's series 71 51 since it's been in the miaa they played together we won earlier this year it's
1: 50 50.
0: by the way you guys also drove <laughs> calvin to, just, uh, to let go of their coach
6: <laughs>
1: That may not be totally accurate. I thought you were going to say build a new arena. Well, that was
0: the other thing. I told Alan this already, that the only mistake they made in this was that you built this arena first. Yes. Calvin was able to one-up you by building the other arena second.
6: Well, I say this, though we still lead the nation in attendance so we must be doing yeah, something right point. to that's get fair. i mean the environment here, i think I mean, you're
0: cooking the books
1: yeah uh, i counted <laughs> i make sure <laughs> i step out for 10 seconds what happened
6: i
0: was talking about how <laughs> the only mistake they made was building this building yeah. first
1: oh i don't know calvin is, was able to yeah. up them once i no doubt but this is a really nice building it's very appropriate for what oh, you absolutely. guys have um i really enjoyed the women's final fours and the uh, sweet 16 and round of eight that i've been here for this is a uh, you've got the right building
6: and this environment was designed at trying to m- mimic the civic center in that intimate feel. Sure. And so I love the horseshoe feel, effect, you know, just having it where the players can feel the fans on top of them, but there's no stage. We need the stage. Yeah, that's we do true. need,
0: yes. Where you can get cut in half. Oh <laughs> well,
1: yeah,
6: that's
0: fair. Um, last thing before we let you go, can you quickly tell everybody how this kind of unofficially started as a rivalry? Oh,
6: the best story. Unofficially, this is game 201, right? Back in 1917, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, a group of Hope students challenged a group of Calvin students to play a game. The Calvin administration was having none of it. And so <laughs> they said if you play this game wearing Calvin stuff, you're going to be, uh, you'll be expelled. And so they came wearing Calvin Wise. So kind of their own make shirts. But it wasn't an official school sanction. Which is
0: good for Calvin because they got... Yeah.
6: Well, it'd be one more loss. So
0: 56-8. it'd be one more loss,
6: we'd have 104. But. I think I
0: read the story that the students, uh, fans got in so much trouble that some of the seniors uh, did not get their commencement.
6: Yeah. Wow. And then we've had to take, back in the late 30s, you had to take time off because the rivalry got too, too,
1: too, heated. too heated. So Those are two things that just... Uh, pervaded pervasive among all the great rivalries. Is. Yeah. It started unofficially. Often yeah. that happens with football too. And it got too intense, got too and in you had to stop. <laughs> all right, boys, let's bet. take
0: a
6: break.
1: Let's, yeah, that sounds
0: good. Let's take Speaking a break. Speaking of which, we should take a break. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate thanks. it. Thanks.
1: I'll work on getting the other guys here.
6: And uh, thanks again for coming, guys. We appreciate you coming and spotlighting uh, what we think is. One of, I mean, it is one of the best basketball rivalries any level. We're on it.
0: We absolutely agree with you. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll start talking to some of the best of Calvin and Hope. Back after this.
2: It starts right when you hit the court. You imagine your finest moment. The game winning shot that gets you to the dance. A monster dunk or no-look pass. And cutting down the net. Sports us dream of our own success. And prepare us for our finest moments on and off the court.
5: just wanted to get good grades and to
4: do well but I also made me realize that I have a lot of career goals
1: you're there to get a full college experience not only participate in your sport but participate in things outside of that and it's all about growing as a person
3: my coaches have helped me with figuring out who I really am their lives are dedicated for us to succeed
1: I'm a Division III student-athlete, and I know how powerful words can be. The term gay doesn't mean stupid, lame, or less than.
4: So I pledge to speak up if I hear the term gay used in a derogatory way or any other homophobic terms. If you can play,
3: you can play in Division
4: III. I'm a Division III student-athlete, and my teammates unconditionally accepted me as part of their family, so now I pledge to do the same for others. If you can play, you can play in Division III.
0: Welcome back, as we are courtside with Hoopsville here at the 200th meeting of the rivalry between Hope and Calvin. We're at the DeVos Center. It doesn't get much better than this. And not only do we have guests, but we got the official mascot here as well. Can't get any better than that, right, gentlemen? I'm it am Mc-
1: you from putting a hat on your head. Too, That's true. I don't. Head. Yeah, I don't
0: need it. We don't need to doing that. Uh, Pat Coleman, Dave McHugh, now joined by Dwayne Bosma. And Joel Halstead. Gentlemen, first and foremost, thanks for joining us. You two named (laughs) to the starting five in this robbery, which is insane to think about getting whittled down to only five. So, your thoughts on on even that honor?
7: Go for it.
3: I don't know how it happened.
7: (laughs) Um, I don't
3: don't know if there's one guy who voted for it or, yeah. There was. Um, Yeah, probably been wearing maybe, had a part in it. (laughs) But, yeah, it's humbling to know that there's so many people that played. And you have to be on good teams in order to be even in the mix. And yeah, I was a part of it with Dwayne, and a part of it with a lot of guys that made it happen. For it. I mean, it's a, for one person to get the honor. You have to have everything kind of go your way, and having the team be successful, and the coach, and everybody play together makes it happen. So it's a humbling that the teams that I played on were good.
7: So. And I was just happy to be the tallest one in the roster, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I was closest to the basket. Put the ball in the hole. That works. That
1: works. You guys both played in this era where the rivalry got uh, real intense. Uh, Joel, you played in the game at Van Andel where 11,442 people showed up. What was what was the build-up to that like? Did you you know when did you know it was gonna sell out or whatever? What did you think was gonna happen?
3: Yeah, we had two good teams. I mean. Kelvin uh, was good at that time, too, and yeah, it was an exciting experience just to yeah know that it was going to be sold out, but it was all Kelvin people. I mean, 10,000 was <laughs> Calvin, really? and it, Hope had really? the rest of it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they would only because it was their home court, yeah. I and mean, that was their home uh, game, okay. they figured they'd get all the tickets is what I remember, <laughs> and that just made it more exciting in my mind, you know, to yeah. go in front of them and play, but we had played there before in the old Kent Classic, so we had, so it wasn't too new to us, but it was new to Calvin because they hadn't been a part of it. But it was exciting, I mean, for the rivalry to go there.
1: And you guys both played in the Civic Center, which I got to see one time, I got to see one of those games Wayne, tell us a little bit about what it was like playing in that uh, in that building.
7: Yeah, you know coming here is a beautiful facility. It's yeah. awesome. But uh, even as I'm watching the VHS uh, tapes of, of <laughs> the games throwing back a little bit, I go it just isn't the same. You can have yes same loudness here, but it's just not the same energy when there's people cramped in. There's just mm. not enough room for everybody that was in that that place. Uh, here, you know, everybody seems pretty comfortable find a bleacher. <laughs> you know, you got these reserve seats. They did at the Civic Center too, but but they,
3: but they would wait outside oh. before the JV no game, room. and they would rush to the, the yeah, because yeah. you wanted a good seat. So you'd sit there for in the snow, the blowing snow, and yeah, that was just fun showing up there and you'd see all the people waiting. And it,
7: yeah. Yeah. So the JV guys played in
1: front of a packed house too. Oh yeah, oh, wow. absolutely.
7: Yeah. And Usually you play
0: in front of nobody and you get a yeah. packed right. house. Yeah. Right.
7: Oh and that's they look forward to that and that was always fun for us just to be sitting there and yeah, watch the crowd it, yeah. just boom yeah. rushes in. Yeah.
0: Obviously you guys play a couple times a year minimum, but what's the buildup like ahead of those games in either the days or the week ahead of that, depending on when, when else you played before?
7: Personally I think it was always more built up by the media. And, sure. and the fans. Yeah. We need something to do. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and and you know what we? But as players, you go, hey, we we still have Olivet on Wednesday, yeah. or we still have yeah. Kalamazoo the Saturday before. So you stayed focused there. But then once that game was done, then it really became a, a celebration, really, almost of of just the fact that a small college like like Hope and Calvin have the opportunity to play in front of well, potentially eleven thousand fans, but always a packed house that's energized. And it, ready it's to always go. on TV. Oh, you yeah. know,
3: local TV here, yeah. so. Yeah, that made it exciting because people you knew who weren't going to the game, you know, yeah. would watch it too. And yeah. It was a good build-up to every game. And
7: even coach started acting differently. I mean, oh, he we as go. crazy is, as it was. Where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder
0: if the coaches start changing their tune oh, a little bit. Oh baby. A
3: little,
0: a, lot a little more excitement. Times. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Run run a few more laps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> laps. Yeah. I feel bad
4: then. <laughs>
1: Joel, you guys played in the title game against Platteville. You guys played in the title game against Rowan. And those are like two of the best teams in Division Three basketball, like not just that year, of course, but like any time. What was it like playing in the title games and getting all the way to that final step in the NCAA tournament?
7: Oh, my goodness. What, what an awesome experience. I actually was blessed enough to go to the state finals my senior year oh, wow. in high school. So okay. I knew when my final game of high school basketball was going to sure. be. And I, you know, Joel, you ended up going to this national championship your senior year, yeah. right? But my senior years too, we went to the national championship game, game. I knew it was my last game. There's something special about that. Lost in both of them, uh, so nothing like second place. Sorry. Oh, and second place on the scoring list too. You know, it's like <laughs> it's ah, all right, about I'm just second in second place. <laughs> 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 I'm a giver, but uh, you know, we were just talking with Kyle Plank, he's an assistant coach with the team now, and we actually were talking about the '95 season. And uh, you could make a debate about who was better, the national championship runs of 96 and 98 or that 95 team when we were 26 and 0. Oh, no, and right. Going to the national tournament and uh, played uh, an automatic bid Baldwin-Wallace yeah, oh, yeah. out we, of Ohio. We talked
0: about that on the Hoopsville Marathon oh, the other day. There man. was a, there was a uh, Calvin graduate played ball as an assistant coach for Baldwin-Wallace. Who was totally. on that team? Okay, yeah. the AD oh. now for Calvin. Really, Jim Timmer. Yeah. Oh
7: my goodness. Yeah, was that yeah. was? I mean, that was sad. Just even seeing the reaction of the seniors, and and that was a little bit of a motivation for us going into that that '95 '96 season. Sure. Going, hey, listen, yes, there's a grind in the season, but let's let's stay focused on something bigger and. Uh, you know that was what a what a run we we ended up going to Wittenberg and beating Wittenberg at Wittenberg. That bad. was right after beating Whitewater, yeah. uh, who came in after beating Platteville, and not to speak for them, but they came in thinking oh, sure. they were going to win. I mean, you, you beat Platteville. Well,
0: quick note: interesting enough, Baldwin Wallace played, beat Wittenberg the next game after oh, beating really? you guys. So there's <laughs> that. There's an interesting twist with those couple of seasons. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well,
1: how about '98?
3: Yeah, '98. <laughs> it was a surprise actually because uh, my good friend Dave Muhlenberg broke right, his, bro- yeah. broke his foot again yeah you know he would have been playing with us in uh, 96 but and so in 98 he broke his foot in the regular se- at the end of the regular season and we uh, didn't think we were gonna do much I mean I was kind of disappointed and we ended up making a big run and yeah it was exciting but I wasn't expecting it you know I was expect I was expecting it throughout the whole year until he broke his foot so it was a surprise and, yeah, um, something to talk about, you know, when we get together. So, yeah.
1: Do we have time for one more?
3: Uh, quick, maybe.
1: All right. what's it, the, We can take time. You guys town. have always had great fans following you to Salem or wherever NCAA tournament games are played. What was that like to know that you had the community and people coming to no matter where you guys were playing?
7: Yeah, you knew it, you felt it, but now even being a parent, of uh, children and athletes in the area and just keeping coming on back to these, it's not afterwards until you really realize how strong the community is that reaches all of West Michigan and, and probably larger than that. But even just living in this area has been just an awesome thing to have people with such great memories to recall back in the mid-'90s. To us, it seems like just yesterday. Does, but, yeah. man, that's was a long time ago, and there's a lot of people that still speak of the fun, fun 20, times.
3: 20 years ago. <laughs> no, no, we're not yeah. counting. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Joel, Joel, we mentioned this off the air, but uh, just for the the people watching now, Joel was on our first All America team back in '98 when we first started, and you were on the. He was on the first team of the week, our weekly honor roll, as well back in '98.
0: Thank you. Not Nothing. Years. Set, set the bar high. Yeah. yeah way to go! That's Thanks
7: great. for what you guys do. It's been awesome, just even to see the. Internet it. is turning things around, yeah. but you guys are a big part People of that. People can watch and it from everywhere, yeah. 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 Thank you it doesn't change the hype and the rivalry of this game, though, because it used to be that was the only game that was done yeah. up on, on media. But yeah. uh, now to see everything come around and every game uh, on sh- you know sh- being streamed, but there's something special about this game still, Yeah, we appreciate what you guys do. That's
0: why we're here. We yeah. enjoy it. It's yeah. awesome. We'll take another break. When we come back, as the fans fill in, we'll get the Calvin point of view from the starting five. You're watching Hoopsville.
1: you can make a difference. Division three allows you to give yourself to other things. Having that free time allows me to pursue the things that I want to pursue.
3: Division III athletics affords students the
1: opportunity to you know, engage in the other interests in their campus and in their lives outside of that sport. It allows you to just be able to do everything you want to do. I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: It will be sold out here at the DeVos Center as we get ready for the 20th meeting of Hope and Calvin in men's basketball action, and you get to see a nice shot. Two, did I say 20th? I meant 200th. Yeah, 20th, we would, I mean, it's nice, <laughs> but I don't think we would be here. We're courtside here at, uh,
1: DeVos Fieldhouse. At, at
0: the Fieldhouse. I'm Dave McHugh, Pat Coleman, now joined uh, by Mike McPhelps and... Uh, one of, uh, if, if you read the uh, the byline for you, or the story, one probably one of the, the all-time greats in Calvin history of men's basketball. Thanks for taking the time to join us.
2: Well, I'm thrilled to be here, believe me. And uh, I always look forward to the Calvin Hulk game. Uh, as a player, obviously, but even afterwards, it's just a great atmosphere.
1: How many of them would you think that you have been to?
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not testing you. <laughs> you know what, after I got out, I- I have to admit, I watch most of them on TV, uh, but I get back to a few here and there, and obviously this is a special occasion, so I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, I see that you're here from Florida for this, right? Absolutely.
2: You're crazy, you know. That I, well, I. Told <laughs> you left for a reason. I told them it had to be something big, and it, and it is. So.
1: <laughs> They're going to have to like honor you at halftime to get you back to the <laughs> yeah, game. Right, exactly.
2: I'm here for three days, and that's it. <laughs>
1: What's it like to be able to watch this game and watch your alma mater now these days on the internet rather than having to rely on TV or a satellite connection?
2: Well, you know, it's just special. Uh, you know, this is uh, just such a great rivalry it always has been and and the people involved uh, athletic administrators the kids uh, the fans it's just such a great atmosphere for uh, basketball and it rivals any of the division one schools uh, on on a given day
1: you played from 1966 to 1970 what was like the craziest thing that happened in the rivalry while you were uh, while you were on the floor or while you were,
2: yeah, while it was while you were in school. Well, we had had so many crazy things. They had a statue at the time, Moses, that uh, went through uh, the field house at that time, and everybody's trying to capture it. And in the middle of the game, this thing would be uh, taken through by a group of kids in, in some dorm or something, and the game would ba- basically stop, and everybody'd be running after Moses out in the snow and everything else. <laughs> so it was it, it was craziness from the get. Get
1: going. <laughs> that I've having a hard time even <laughs> picturing that. Um, Noel crest, this uh, this Noel crest this big building, right? You guys that uh, probably uh, to sell that out, you'd had to have like three thousand, four thousand people there, right? Is that is that what it was like uh, for the It,
2: it was probably yeah. 4,000 4, to five thousand, and be standing, you know, like they'll be today, and uh, and uh, but during that time we had pretty good teams and we had great crowds all the time, but obviously Hope and Calvin uh, you, you can't get in unless you got a, a ticket two weeks ahead of time. I was
0: going to say, you, you hinted there that back then and even to this day, there's a, a great following of basketball in this area so games are going to have a good crowd to begin with. What was the difference in this in the crowds? Did the robbery just bring a, an extra bit of energy to them or were there actually literally more people snuck in or or found a hole somewhere to, to cheer everybody on.
2: Yeah, I'd say the energy was the, the biggest factor, but we we filled it uh, for most of our games at Calvin during those good days. And, you know, there wasn't as much to do, obviously. Back in those days, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have all the things you can do today, and basketball was it. And Calvin didn't have football. Right. And, right. and Hope didn't either at that time. Okay. I, and, uh, Everybody went to the basketball games uh, from uh, three year olds to 90 uh, year olds and, and that's just what you did
1: So you grew up here in Holland, right? I grew up in Grand Rapids oh, Okay, oh, you so okay. I'm reading the thing that says that you're a longtime hometown of Holland So that uh, that means I can't ask you how you got from Holland <laughs> to then go to Calvin
2: No, no, <laughs> did I you get recruited by both. You know what I was lightly I don't even think I was recruited. I walked on basically at Calvin and all of a sudden, on the JV team, I was averaging 30 or something. They said, Where, where'd this guy come from? <laughs>
0: Wrong team. And, yeah, and
2: uh, I, and I was in a high school in Grand Rapids, but kind of just overlooked. I was, you know, 5'9", and uh, okay. in those days, 5'9", didn't really hack it, so.
1: Did, um, did kids kind of know growing up whether they were Hope people or Calvin people? It, it was like, is it possible to recruit? someone who was in kind of one camp to go to the other school
2: rare it was rare if you were christian Reformed, you went to calvin if you're reformed you went to hope basically
1: was was going to say was that just rubber
2: stamped uh pretty close during my time i think it was it's obviously not that way anymore but uh during those days i would say yeah pretty much
0: this might be a reach fondest memory of of this robbery from your point of view oh
2: man um
0: i realize i'm we, we, asking a lot of games
2: <laughs> you know what I went against Floyd Brady who was maybe the greatest of hope players uh, obviously deceased uh, and I remember a game at Calvin where I had 35 and he had 30 and I don't think anybody had outscored him the whole season and I remember that because of Floyd Brady basically but uh, I just remember the championships and the and the kids I played with the pageses and the Weirs and and the Kuiper's and people like that that I still keep in contact with—they're uh, with just special memories.
1: What were you thinking when the three-point shot came in? Because oh. <laughs> I'm sure oh. the score, you would have had most of those. Don't
2: bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I had 50. I think 53 one day at Kelvin, and I think if they had the th- three-point shot, I would have been close to 70 that day. No, it, it, was, it, it was. It was. It came a little bit too late for me, but I, no complaints. I know. I, I just enjoyed my time.
0: Well, we appreciate your time joining us here. Thank you uh, for Enjoy having me. the game. Uh, congratulations on the honor. And, uh, well, enjoy Florida, too, I guess. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing we got you back up here. <laughs>
2: uh, I appreciate you guys and what you do, and thank you for the time. Oh, well, thank you.
0: We're going to take another break. When we come back, what's in a name? Yeah, it's a question for a Hope uh, fan. Uh, famed hoped women's basketball player she apparently named her son calvin we'll explain when we come back here on hoops hill court side from the DeVos field house
4: it's on us to stop sexual assault in any way that we can to get a friend home safe to never blame the victim it's on us to stand
1: up to make our community safe for all it's on us it's on us to look out for each other at parties it's,
4: it's on, on us. us to
1: be more than just a bystander
4: to step up and say something It's on us, all of us, to stop Stop sexual sexual assault. assault. Learn how and take the pledge at itsonus.org. has given me the flexibility to pursue my passions and my interests, and I've recreated my identity for myself aside from just being an athlete. My greatest personal discovery has been that I am capable of doing things that I didn't know I was capable of doing. To be able to study what I wanted to and continue to play the sport I love, all of those things came together very nicely in one package in Division Three. Great moments
0: as the DeVos Fieldhouse continues to fill up a sold-out crowd expected for game 200 of the Calvin Hope rivalry. The rivalry. I'm Dave McHugh alongside Pat Coleman as we get uh, ready for this contest. We're, We're looking forward to it here at DeVos. But one of the quirks about all of this is there's a famed Hope women's basketball player who helped lead her team to the 1990 National Championship in one of the most clutch opportunities to win a title you can ever imagine she apparently named her son calvin though it's raised some questions in this neck of the woods what exactly was she doing we're not sure what she was doing as i now realize i don't have the video clip queued up so i'm stalling <laughs> for a little bit
1: yeah we're,
0: so but how do you how does one do that is the question
1: that is a great question we'll uh, get a chance to ask her but there's this great uh news clip put together by one of the local stations and uh As Dave is uh, queuing that up, we'll uh, go send you to it right now. Yeah, so Brent Ashcroft of WZZM13
4: decided to research what's literally in a name.
7: Here we go. White's got the rock. Half court. Let's go.
4: It doesn't matter what's painted at center court or on the baseline. Do it again. Same action. Oh, the name on the scoreboard? That's misleading too. A living oxymoron, if you will. This is Kelvin's practice. Oh, yeah. It's all just kind of humorous. No. Really? Yeah, it's weird, for sure. It's Kelvin's practice. What are you doing at Hope? Stuff like that. Wait, wait, wait.
7: It makes no sense.
4: There must be a mistake.
6: oh the same thing.
4: Got to check the roster.
7: Despite his name, he's he's an amazing guy.
4: Wow. It's true. There's a Kelvin on Hope. It's funny that it happened to him. Kelvin Hackers. People around here are still like, I don't buy it. I don't.
5: You can't be named Calvin.
4: For the players, it can get confusing.
5: When Coach was in uh, in the locker room talking about Calvin, I kept thinking he was talking about our Calvin.
4: Your side of the lane. Coach Greg Mitchell.
5: Say Cal, good reversal.
4: Can't bring himself to call him
7: Calvin. Say Cal. Atta, baby. Uh, I probably could. but it's pretty tough to say that on our floor. And, yeah, so I'd pretty much stick to Cal. Come on, Cal. I like Cal. That works. Calvin
4: also recruited Calvin.
7: That's how it goes.
4: But Hope beat them out.
7: As it should be, right?
4: That's when his lineage was learned. March
7: 1990. To set
4: the stage again. Hope women playing for a national championship.
5: With about nine minutes left in the game, we were down by 20 points.
4: The
7: Flying ducks said, hey,
4: that's not enough.
7: We're gonna come back.
4: Dina Disney was a catalyst in the comeback. A three pointer tied it at 63, 63 five seconds
5: left. A long pass made in. We were going full length. I got fouled. Go to the line with the score tied, hit the free throws to win the national championship for Hope college. You can go back to that moment in a second.
4: The game never left her, even after leaving Hope. Dina Disney would become Dina Hackert, then a mother of four.
5: We're a basketball family.
4: When she named her last child, she never put it together.
5: My teammates have had a good time with it. I think I did get a call from almost every one of them, like, you named your child what?
4: If it wasn't for this basketball legend from Hope, Follow Cal, get it, let's go. There wouldn't be a Calvin.
5: That sounds kind of crazy. You think? I know Dina, and I know that, she did. That might be on purpose. She's she's a competitive person. I know Dina. If you're watching this, Dina, I know.
4: When he was a kid, probably sixth or seventh grade, Calvin learned about the rivalry and his mother's heroics at Hope. I asked her. I was like, why? Like, did you name me Calvin?
5: This comic strip called Calvin and Hobbes. That's what they named me after. I would look at that cartoon uh, every day, and I just kind of loved the name Calvin. But I never intended or knew that he would go and play college basketball. <laughs>
4: Well, he did. So now there's Dina.
5: Atta boy Teddy!
4: This esteemed athlete from Hope in the stands yelling.
5: Let it go Calvin!
4: That's weird, yeah.
5: I just try to keep my emotions in check.
4: Good luck with that.
5: Atta boy Calvin! Too long Calvin. Atta boy Calvin! Do I love Calvin College? No, they're our arch rivals. But he's my son. Hi, Calvin!
4: <laughs> for a rivalry that's had it all,
5: great game, baby. Thanks.
4: It's never had this.
5: Calvin plays for hope against Calvin.
7: Hopefully, he'll be a, an extra thorn in their side for you know the, the coming years.
4: Dina wants the best for Calvin.
5: Well, that's probably the best I've seen you guys play. To clarify, I'm proud of I'll see you tomorrow. Not the school. My son just happens to have the name of a different color school, but uh, he is definitely orange and blue.
4: Her last words to Calvin before the big game.
5: Calvin kick Calvin's butt. There you go. Oh!
0: We are now joined by said mother. It is Dina Hackett and you're 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 sticking by this Calvin Hobbs story? That that's that's really where you're going to go with this? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick by it. Really? It,
5: it definitely is.
1: Definitely sure. where it came well, from. I mean, Absolutely. great
5: opportunity right here. Yeah. You're not Tell gonna, us the truth. You're not going to come clean on Dave's show. I, I mean, can't come imagine. On. You know, the truth is, is I really bleed orange.
0: Yeah, of course. And I, um, can...
5: I do not like Calvin College <laughs> but, at all. Okay, but so I love my you, son.
0: But I'm wondering how, when you're in the naming process, it, it, and clearly your your teammates thought this too, right. it didn't dawn on you that you were naming your son Calvin. You
5: know, <laughs> Did you just I'll not say me, it enough a let, do- let me take you back to about 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. Given birth which yeah. you guys know nothing about. No, but that's it is okay. True. That's, true. that's right. I won't, and I won't and doubt the first that. first time you hold your child. No, truthfully I knew I was going to call him Calvin before <laughs> but but but, okay. but wow. back in the day it was pre-meditated. Yeah, but back in the day we didn't I didn't have ultrasound. So I didn't know if I was having a boy or a girl. Okay. So okay. it might have been just a little like And I love this cartoon, but we had two names picked up. A guy for, and I would really plain it to say if it was a girl, we're going to name her Hope. Hope would be great. Yeah, but but we did not We did not So uh, we had a guy, so we named him Calvin. Let me ask you about that 1990 championship. Yes. Not only,
1: of course, hitting the two free throws with time expired, but you hit a big three-pointer right before that, right, on the previous possession. Yes. So that means if I'm doing my math correctly, you guys are down and you're down at home. In front of a huge crowd what were the kind of final moments of that game like you know
5: at, at one point we were down 20 with nine minutes to go oh that's right and that's right, um, yep, yep. home court advantage is a huge thing <laughs> and uh, especially at the civic center yeah you know there, there it was an incredible comeback of course i always say this as i i coach today can't do it without a team yeah. and it took all of us and you know, I'm a big uh, proponent of scouting reports, and it really came down to those last few minutes to executing some scouting reports uh, that kind of were put in walkthrough that day of. And, uh, you know, listening, Heis feeds me the ball for a three pointer. Uh, again, scrapping for a ball, it ends up in my hands, you know. So I was blessed to have the opportunity to hit the free throws, but standing in there with every. You know, what people don't realize people is... People on that, the line, too, with zero seconds on yes. the clock. That's different. What people don't realize that this many years ago was there weren't the hundreds of the second. Right. So it took them nine minutes to determine oh, if there wow. was any time left on the clock. And what they did was they just ultimately let the horn go Triggered off. The thing? Oh. Yeah. Triggered it up. We've got we've got a uh, at least a half a second. So so you are, wow. so you are waiting for nine minutes, nine to, minutes. Shoot to hit those free throws? throws. Nine minutes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was uh it was That's exciting. another twist. It yeah. uh, was. I don't have that in link- our story. We're uh, at that uh, now. Lengthy okay. process, but you know your your home court's behind you, and you yeah. You, you shoot a lot of free throws from the time you were a kid, and everybody dreams of that yeah, uh, moment. You so you dream of a
0: national championship. You're never in. Yeah, that spot. No,
5: you're not. But you know, the how part- many did you have to hit? Did you have to hit both? That was tight, I, right? I didn't. And then okay. where Riley said I'm competitive, this is the truth. And thinking back on it, was kind of stupid. But I had missed a 30. I had shot 30 free throws in the in a row, and so I made it. And I'm thinking, I probably should miss this. And then then the clock starts. But it's like uh, I don't want to end no. my career on a miss. No. But uh, anyway, a lot of I had a lot of teammates come up to me in the nine minutes and just say, you know what? And truthfully, if you miss no it, you're overtime. You know, right. so right. it's right. not right. like, true. not, not like, That's true. you know, so it does take a little, little bit of that pressure off in that situation. So
1: in that era, right? Hoosiers is the big movie, right? At that 1990, you, that movie has been out. you probably watched it. I think of like some of those great moments in that movie where uh, you know, Gene Hackman's character, whatever the name of the coaches is, is, uh, is saying kind of things to his, uh, to his players in, in those sorts of things. What did your coach say to you during those nine minutes? You know,
5: um, during those those times, just just I remember Coach Wise coming up, up to me and my teammates, just saying, "Just just do what Dina does. Just just have composure. You've shot thousands of these, and uh, uh, you know, actually, you know, you shot so many. I know when I let it go, you'll see in the video. I kind of start leaning this way, like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's going to go to the right, but hit nothing but net. And thank you, Lord. I, I know I. Uh, just really was like, God help me in this moment. Uh, Had a scripture written on my shoe anyway. Had gone through an ACL repair, was set out a year in college, so, you know, it was exciting to come to that time. What was a really kind of fun nugget of information? Back in the day, you guys probably were, you're, you're too young, but I'm a little older than you guys, but they would say when you win a uh, NCAA championship or the Super Bowl, they'd say, Hey, you just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going? So that was the big thing sure. because my maiden name was Disney. So, out, yeah. so yeah. that was fun. Kind that like, was kind of related to the Walt. Yeah, it was a fun <laughs> kind of spin on things as well. So <laughs> spin then, spin now with I mean, Calvin. You could have called your son Walt. I could have, oh. I, but I just couldn't. I, no. I, I had to stick with them. You don't do that to a kid in this day. <laughs> you don't do
0: Calvin either. Yeah. Calvin is a perfectly normal name. Yeah, well, not here. But not today. Today <laughs> it's today. not, and I won't
5: be yelling, go Calvin from the stands today. Or huh? we'd be
0: yelling, go Cal, as coach does. Uh,
5: Cal does, I, I probably would just say, go Hope today, because yeah. everybody's kind of watching today, like, it is she going to yell? It might a little yell, bit weird. It won't look good today. It yeah. won't. I
0: appreciate the time and, and yeah. having fun with us. It's a great story. Yeah, appreciate the you guys The entire arc of that story yes. is wonderful. It, it's
5: a it's a great story, and we never thought, or didn't know, I mean, it brings the mom a lot of joy yeah. to have a kid come back to uh, uh, my, my alma mater and play, and I love Hope College, I love what it stands for, just academically, but the sports culture it creates around here, so it brings me a lot of joy come back watch my son play not in this, this is a great facility yeah we you didn't get to play here yeah. so it's a lot of fun but you're at least
0: always immortalized in this facility. yes
5: absolutely right. thank you guys thank Thanks you for, for having the time
0: me. we'll take a break when we come back pat and i wrap up and get ready for the 20 the 20th i almost did it again 200th the yes. rivalry back after this
1: The Hope experience is coming to an institution that is nationally renowned for its academics, its art, its athletics. It's a true family atmosphere. Everybody is genuinely excited that you're here and genuinely excited for your success.
4: The resources I've gotten from my peers around me, from professors leaning on each other, I think that's something that makes Hope special.
6: The faculty, builds you up, encourages you. The students here are encouraging people, and you're not competing against one another. You're here to make sure you all have an amazing four
4: years.
1: The thing I love about the campus is that hope is big enough that you don't know everybody, but small enough that you feel like you do. It's very easy to be able to walk up to someone and just introduce yourself. You can actually make a new friend every day if you really wanted to.
3: The people up here are amazing. Walking downtown in Holland, everyone's just been very welcoming to me.
6: The Hope experience is something where a student can come here and get that one-to-one experience and interaction with the professor where there's an intentional discussion about what you're studying in class and how that translates into the larger world you'll be living in. That is a significant difference between just going to college to get a job and going to college to explore life.
3: You're not just a number in a class, you're coming to class and your professor knows you. So they're really able to invest in you more and mentor you in and outside of the classroom. And I really think that's special.
6: Because they are taking such a variety of classes, they find passions they didn't know they had. And so sometimes those lead to kind of life-changing decisions on what they want to do.
4: Getting to be a part of the athletic atmosphere we have at Hope is fantastic. You kind of know all the people from the other teams. It's its own special community. It brings everyone together. My favorite thing about Hope is the community, a community of faith, but also a community
6: of questioning individuals. How Christian faith and academics come together really is student driven. Hope provides that environment for students to figure out where that fit is right for them.
1: This is a place where anyone can belong and really find their community, their people. You can literally see yourself growing throughout your four years here. Hope students are passionate. They are intelligent students. They want to be active in their learning. I feel honored to be part of that process, giving
4: them the tools, exposing them to ways in which they can be these agents of change in the world.
0: as we get ready. We are m- minutes away from the tip-off of the 200th Calvin Hope game here at the DeVos Fieldhouse. I want to thank Hope again, Alan Babbitt especially for the hospitality and the nugget. The little thought in Pat and in and, and Gordon for that matter uh, uh, ears t- the, to remind us of said game. Glad we could make this work. Get your popcorn ready because the game should be a good one. Again, Pat Coleman. I'm Dave McHugh and uh, at least we get to sit and kind of enjoy it. I love broadcasting yes. games, but this one I'm kind of looking forward to just sitting back and watching.
1: I tell you what, I mean, rivalry games like this are amazing, right? I have not, uh, I've seen an w- Amherst-Williams game in Amherst, not at Williams. I've seen uh, a handful seen of. seen Amherst-Williams here. Uh, I, right, that's <laughs> It's true. a little different. It's not the same. We've seen Amherst-Williams uh, men play at, uh, at, at, at Salem at yeah. Civic yeah. Center. A little different. I've uh, <laughs> seen St. Thomas and St. John's play. Uh, I've seen Worcester and Wittenberg um you know all those rivalry games just have this buzz and yeah. this intense energy in the building and it is one of the things that kind of keeps me going uh as a you know i haven't done this for 20 years give or take a two-year sabbatical
0: of course i've been here at the devos but i have not seen hope calvin i didn't even see hope uh, i have been to calvin's facility i haven't seen anybody playing it oh to i have get this chance to <laughs> see uh this in action is going to be fun to say the least i uh, you know again teams aren't as great as i think a lot of people expected especially hope this season but it doesn't take away from the game and it doesn't take away from the experience and that's why 200 appropriately is on a saturday too which makes it even more exciting uh i i don't even know what i'm expecting to to look for i'm just looking for a great experience
1: yeah and that's why I think that uh, you know the the rivalry transcends the game. Sometimes, sometimes the game is like you know it's for the MIAA tournament championship or for first place in the conference. It has uh, maybe some playoff ramifications. It definitely has playoff ramifications. They're actually tied in the conference right now at four and four apiece. Uh, Hope is eleven and eight. Calvin's nine and ten. But the reason why this is the biggest rivalry and why we don't really dispute that and we don't really abide by anybody trying to claim their rivalry is until you put 11,442 people or some facsimile thereof in an arena for your basketball game and for only your basketball game, then you can't talk to us about having the biggest rivalry. There's great
0: rivalries. We've mentioned them. The Amherst Williams and the the St. John St. Thomas Wittenberg, or Wittenberg uh, Worcester, of course, Whitworth and, and Whitman are starting to bud into yep, that. These days, y- yep. Pat and I used to have a rivalry. It doesn't exist anymore <laughs> thanks to – anyway. Um, there's there's, there's great rivalries around. I mean, and we mentioned Illinois Wesley and Millican earlier, but it's by the sheer, sheer number of right, games that were, they have played. And they
1: were, like, once upon a time, super competitive Absolutely. rivals Absolutely,
0: and interesting enough, Milliken beat Illinois Wesley the other night. But this has got this trans, this, as you said, kind of transcends everything. It, it's an event. It's yeah. a people circle the date. People yep. know when they're going to be at whatever place. People make their plans to travel. They buy season tickets to make sure they're at this game.
1: Yeah, that is true. Uh, this place, uh, you know, like uh, Alan Babbitt mentioned uh, earlier on in our broadcast, you know, it's the. The, the top place in terms of attendance for Division three basketball. Uh, you know, they get even th- close. They pull great attendance for their volleyball team. Absolutely. They're, just athletics here in general, in Western Michigan, small college athletics, is still a big deal, and it is a, a part where, obviously, it's the biggest thing in Holland. It's not quite the biggest thing in Grand Rapids because that's a larger market. A little, a little harder. But it's, you know, it is what dominates the basketball conversation, not just these two days a year, but for many other days around that, and that is one of the reasons why it has just kind of uh, coalesced everything the, the snowball is kind of rolling downhill and it is uh, it's just gigantic
0: yeah it's i'm looking forward to it hope you'll go tune in uh it is being streamed so make sure to go to d3hoops.com to the scoreboard links you will find a stream of the television broadcast of this game we're looking forward to it we'll be tweeting along uh, yeah. our thoughts along the way join us as well and uh pat thanks for uh coming along and, and hosting with me i'm And thanks again Alan Babbitt and Jeff Phoebus and and everybody at Hope and Calvin for helping us put this broadcast together. We're going to wrap up with a final look at an absolutely jam-packed DeVos Fieldhouse. Uh, Enjoy this one with us, everybody. Thanks, and we'll talk to you sometime in the future about this. Remember, Hoopsville on Monday night this week at 7 o'clock Eastern. We'll recap the rivalry.